There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're recording. Hello. <laughs> Back again. <laughs> back again. One twenty four hours later back we're back again. doing this. Ooh, Lordy. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. paradise. <laughs> Yay! We're done with the Bachelorette. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Oh my. <laughs> moving on to greener pastures yep sandy Green, beaches sunny sandy beaches good looking guys mm-hmm. some old faces it's exciting yeah, right definitely yes um so let's just start off you know this is justine's first paradise everybody yep i'm justine by the I'm way that's very Natasha. Yeah, I guess we got to do that again. People keep asking. I, I thought people had us figured out by now, but apparently, they don't. I'm not as big in my head as I think I am. <laughs> my <laughs> accent isn't as horrid as I think it is. <laughs> Y'all don't, still don't know who the hell we are. I'm Natasha. I am Natasha in the Avatar. I'm the one with the afro, the hair, the big hair, and that is me. <laughs> I'm the one with the braids. I'm Justine. Yes. So Justine, this was her first. Time watching Paradise. Mm-hmm. Paradise is very beloved by Bachelor Nation fans. I know. I think, yeah. Because it's a nice, messy summer show. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a world away a little bit from Bachelor and Bachelorette, which is so kind of buttoned up and trying to be all, you know, serious with itself. Yeah. So tell me, what are your initial thoughts? So my initial thoughts is that all these producers can go suck my dick, okay? What? Um, Every last one of them. Here's why. why. Here's why. I was with it when they were all like meeting each other like, oh, hey guys, oh, it's going to be so much fun. We're on the beach in Mexico. I even let go that Chris... I was going to say Chris Hemsworth. What is that man's name? Chris Harrison. <laughs> he would. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Harrison said it's going to be Caliente. I let that go. I let that go. Okay. And then when they showed Nisha in the pool with, or Nisha, sorry, in the Nisha, pool yeah. with Jordan, I was yeah. done after that. 
I was done. What? I am so finished with the black girl looking unattainable and unwanted. I'm finished. Done. Done, 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 done. I'm on my soapbox now. I don't get up on here too often, guys. But I'm on here now. (laughs) I'm on here today. Okay? Mm -hmm. The black woman in these shows, particularly on um, contest reality shows, are undesirable, unattainable, they can never be compatible with anybody else, especially anybody white. And mm-hmm. the white man in this situation, Jordan, literally gets to prance around in gold underpants. And we are still <laughs> supposed to believe that he's like a sexy figure and that he can find love. Oh, and no. that, like, like, we're still supposed to believe that, though. That's still the agenda. The agenda mm-hmm. is that Jordan is still attainable and still desirable. And that Nisha, mm-hmm. she just got there and said hello. And they're like, oof, look at Nisha over there. No chemistry. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. They could have chosen so many other clips. They could have chosen fucking white Josiah with anyone. Because he looks like he brought <laughs> his own separate drugs to Mexico and is on them. <laughs> and we're... Was rolling. He was on Molly or something. Definitely. Oh like, God. without a doubt. Oh. And we're just supposed to look at this fucking family dollar Zoolander and supposed to be like with it and all up in his love story. I can't deal with it. I'm not doing it no more. These Bachelor producers they get my Becky of the Lifetime Part 2. I'm done. And that's what I think of Bachelor Paradise. What do you think, friend? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can't take these shows seriously. (laughs) Like, in this way. I mean, the reason we started this podcast was really to talk about, like, the lack of representation in this show that has somehow gotten away for the last 30 years of being just so, like, blatantly unrepresentative of anything that isn't white. Um, So, like, seeing Nisha, or Nisha, sorry, sitting in the pool, looking unattainable... It's just, like, watch... This is what they do. Not to say that makes it right... This is just along the same pattern. I can't, I have no, I don't have higher expectations for the producers mm-hmm. because they've been proven us wrong already. And then when you think about it, of all the seasons that there's been, there's only been token black people. Mm-hmm. Token here, about two here on this season, two here on that season. And so when it comes time to paradise, they're going to be token there as well. So, like, yeah. in our heads, or we would want them to be... Because Paradise is supposed to be, like, the place for everyone to redeem themselves and everyone, everyone gets a fair chance at love. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be the case because if there's only been token people of color on every other season, when it comes down to Paradise, they're also going to be token. And yeah. so it's just, like, one more in the same. It's not... I'm not saying this is all right. This isn't all right. This is exactly why we talk about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear your frustrations... I just, I can't, I gotta choose, pick and choose my battles. Yes. This is self-care. I'm going yes. back to that. <laughs> it's my self-care. I can't. I just can't. Because yeah. I would be pissed the whole time. Because I, the whole time I'm watching the show, I want to see, where's Wills? Where's, where's Eric? Wills? Where's Venmo John? Like, show me those people. I don't care about Jordan's love story. I don't no. care about Tia. I'm so tired of this Tia thing. Like, I'm so tired of Tia. I'm so tired of that. Show us some other love stories of other people. That didn't get shine on their season. What's the point of bringing them on Paradise if they're if they didn't get any shine on their season? Isn't supposed to get them a little bit more shine here. Mm-hmm. But no, we're still focused on the same people as always. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. I try to watch this show. It's super campy and a messy summer show, and I leave it in that box that it is, and I don't expect nothing more from it. <laughs> and that that's that. But I totally hear you. And as someone watching it for the first time, I can see how you're like, oh, Nisha's going to be there. Eric's going to be yes, there. Yes, yes. We all, it's a big party. Wills is going to be there with a full right. head of cornrows. Let's go. Let's do this. We're going to see them all the time. Yeah. And I know you can be, I know that you were probably very disappointed because we didn't see them at all. So I was appalled. Appalled. I was like, first of all, why is she the only black woman? There's like eight black dudes here. What? Uh, what they, is going they on? They pulled the sand, the Lauren G. They pulled the Lauren G. I know, but there were less. Blo- oh no, never mind. <laughs> one in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my initial thoughts on a happier. Note. Okay, yes, let's move on. I'm <laughs> off my soapbox now. Sorry. <laughs> a happier note, Joe the grocer is so goddamn good looking. Oh my God, he is so fine. Jesus, so fine. And there's nothing. There's nothing better slash annoying at the same time than a gorgeous guy who like doesn't know at all what he looks like mm-hmm. and it's just so endearing and just a nice guy <laughs> but it's like annoying and frustrating because the whole time you're like he he's attainable though this is weird. right he's hot but so attainable how do i slide yeah. in there like the whole time you're just masterminding how to yes. slide yourself in <laughs> into his heart yeah. but then you can't get in there because there's 10 other girls who are literally going through the same thing oh my god he's hot but he's attainable how do i get in there how do i get in there and everybody's like converging on the guy and he's like that yeah she's pretty yeah yeah and he's like yeah she's nice she's, she's, she's pretty. a nice girl and everyone around the island is just like oh my god <laughs> trying to strategize how to like have breakfast with Joe. <laughs> Oh my god. I had a guy in college who, same thing, I used to see him from afar. He was so gorgeous. So many girls had crushes on him. I didn't even learn his name. I, I, I saw him from afar from like freshman year. I didn't really learn his name until like sophomore year. And then June, uh, senior year, we were in the same student organization. And I finally got to meet him and like mm. get to know him. And he was like, Joe, he was like so gorgeous, so naturally nice and like very genuine guy. Aww. And it was weird. It was like you weren't expecting that yeah. of him. And you're like, whoa, there's like a weird, like attainableness to him. But he ain't checking for me because there's 95 girls like <laughs> around the block. Everybody is trying to mastermind this dude. <laughs> like, literally, like, just brought me right back to that. That was the first thing I wanted to say. Second thing, I kind of already said it. I'm so over this Colton and Tia drama. Oh, yeah. Like, so, 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 so done with. Tia in particular Mm -hmm. just honestly spreading her propaganda that's how I see it because I know nobody's I know a lot of people can't stand Colton a lot of people can't stand Tia either but I'm particularly annoyed with (laughs) Tia on this episode here because I feel like she had the advantage by getting to the island early Mm -hmm. and was able to just preach her propaganda about Colton so by the time he came he just looked like a straight fuck nigga the whole time (laughs) he couldn't there was no he could never come in in a good light because she was already marching around the island talking about this is her soulmate <laughs> and last thought so excited to see venmo john living his best life right so excited he is out here i feel like he missed spring break every year while he was in college every year he was coding because for... he was coding <laughs> right he was building like apps robots and, like creating websites and shit yeah. And so he's just, you know, getting to redeem himself and live out his college spring break dreams, mm-hmm. and I'm fully here for it. 
So those were my thoughts. Nice. Um, okay, so before we get into the recap, we do... It's going to be a long episode, guys. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Before we get into the episode recap, um, we do want to wrap up Becca's season. Mm-hmm. Bring the energy back down. Yeah, yeah do some cleanup. <laughs> Do some cleanup. Do some cleanup. Um, it's been a full 24 hours now since mm-hmm. we watched that tragic train wreck at the end. <laughs> and so we've been able to kind of like sit on it a little bit. More things have come out to read a little bit more. So we just wanted to give like our final takeaways and thoughts and then move right along. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I want to say if... Has anyone checked on Blake? Oh my god. Is Blake okay? <laughs> that is my first concern. Yeah. How is Blake's heart doing? How is he doing? Someone check on him, please. The second thing, so going into the season, like everybody was rooting for Becca. You know, she mm-hmm. got played in the most ultimate way. She got done dirty mm-hmm. by Ari last season. And so she was given this opportunity to kind of like have her love story and everybody's rooting for her even though me and you i remember we said we like becca she's nice but this isn't the bachelorette season we want to see no like can we see anybody else um but okay we'll go with this she deserves love too yada yada so they give us this you know midwestern all-american girl mm-hmm. and we ended up with the all-american ending i mean yeah. we ended up exactly where it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we ended up at um, at the end of the day, like, she chose her happiness. That's her business. She looks crazy to the rest of us. It made me think of, um, has anybody watched Millionaire Matchmaker? Did you watch oh, Millionaire Matchmaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. Love Patty. Live by Patty's words. Yeah, still do. Still, yeah, still do. Um, as Patty would say, I think her picker is off. Mm. And she might have been better suited on a show like a millionaire matchmaker where somebody yeah. else chooses for her yeah. because something's off with Becca's picker. Mm-hmm. Between Ross, Ari, and Garrett, Oof. she's three for three. Three duds. <laughs> three duds. Like, three for three. Um, I also feel like this ending, the feeling of it, in terms of, like, Bachelor Nation, it was very, very similar to Ari's season and that no one was happy <laughs> outside of Becca and Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> It was like watching Ari's ending where Ari and Lauren B are sitting on the couch all happy and happy as can be and like the rest of the world is sitting there like this is garbage. Yeah. So Becca and Garrett happy, the producers happy, the studio audience full of these damn like middle-aged Stepford wives, they're all happy. Yeah. If you're happy for Garrett, you're part of the problem. Wow. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. And I'll just throw this in quickly. We, like, literally just, like, five minutes ago, someone on Twitter sent us Garrett and Becca. They did an interview with Variety mm-hmm. where they went into, like, the content of the memes, finally, of the things that he was liking on Instagram. His story now is that, you know, I'm patriotic. I support the troops. I was following accounts that are similarly patriotic. Mm-hmm. You know, I would double tap if I see a man in uniform. That's, you know, what I was supporting. It doesn't actually have, I don't actually believe in what the memes stand for. He's claiming he never read the captions on some <laughs> of the memes. Like, literally, he's claiming this. I don't read? That's what he's claiming? Yeah, well, he doesn't know how to read, so... 
<laughs> Actually, this might be true. <laughs> He's oh claimed he didn't God. read all the captions. He also claimed, because he liked that meme that was accusing David Hogg, right. the stu- yes, of, of being a crisis actor. He claims he doesn't even know what a crisis actor is. See, that's not that's surprising. Like a, I mean, I'm not at all surprised <laughs> by that. Claims he didn't know what it was. Becca had to teach him. Like, I just can't. Becca was sitting there next to him looking like... The two of them look like Tweedledee, Tweedledum. I mean, like, yeah, that's what they want to be in that Winnebago that they won. And, you know, they're going to drive off into right, the no. Idaho potatoes or wherever they're going to live. Idaho potatoes. Oh, my God. Another ending of a Bachelor franchise just is b- behind us. Yes. The franchise clearly has a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. This season in particular. We thought Rachel's season was bad with all the scandals and shit. This season in particular was just messy, mm-hmm. messy, messy. They need to go back to the drawing board and rethink casting, yep. vetting, the whole format of the show, the idea of of the lead being cut off from social media mm. and just presented these guys and not able to like know anything about it's just not realistic. It's twenty eighteen. Yeah. Now when you're dating people, you know their whole history when you Google them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she, they need to re, they need to integrate social media or something into it. Like the, it needs to be refreshed. And yeah. this season being a train wreck is proof of that. That's my thoughts. Okay. What about so you? I only have one thought um, that I didn't say last night, but I, I wanted to think on it for a second. But I have a theory as to why Becca did pick Garrett over Blake. Aside from mm-hmm. everything she said. And I think mm-hmm. it was coded in the words fly fishing. Mm-hmm. So I have never lost a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. Um, mm-hmm. I have lost people who are close to me. And I am constantly grasping for signs that they are watching, um, guiding me, all of these other things. Mm-hmm. And that desperation, I can only imagine, would be 150 times more if I had lost Mm. a parent. Mm. So for Mm. her to see that so clearly in Garrett and have no other family or friends around to talk to, Mm. it was probably, she was like, okay, this is the only sign I got. This is what I got to go with. Because probably deep in her soul, she felt like her dad was telling her, this is the one who's going to keep you safe. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know that that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my theory. Not defending Becca per se, but just understanding her reality. To understand, right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I think. Because I was yeah, kind of not feeling bad, but feeling like okay, why did she do this? Like realistically, right. why would she? Trying to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and that's like when we talked about last episode where when. Garrett brought up that his mother and his grandfather like suffered from cancer and I'm like that would have been a nice thing to know <laughs> right not, I mean as a viewer I still would not fuck with Garrett to the very end but still <laughs> nice to know in terms of the the progression of their love story because I'm sitting at the end like how does she choose Garrett I don't understand it right it's not enough for me to say the fly fishing and the dad like I need other things in there to kind of build his story for me mm-hmm. and that little tidbit could have at least helped or at least helped us draw to the conclusion like oh okay maybe they do have similarities and experiences or mm-hmm. you know he suffered with a parent who had cancer she lost a parent with cancer exactly. like yeah i totally see that yeah 
that's my final thoughts. Okay. Another little thing I wanted to talk about quickly about the finale. So much Miss Rachel Lindsay, she writes a, she's been writing a recap every episode of The Bachelorette for Us Weekly. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday she really or today she released her recap on the finale. Um, and she was not a happy camper. Listen, your girl went off, okay? My girl went off. A-U-F-F. She went off. (laughs) A-U-F-F. She went off. So she was not a happy camper. Her feelings actually have nothing really to do with, like, Blake versus Garrett. Mm -hmm. She's more pissed at how the producers chose to roll out Becca's love story and her ending versus how they chose to roll out her love story Mm -hmm. and her ending. So what Rachel was saying in the article, she said, you know, while we don't agree with Becca choosing Garrett, we can see why she did. We saw their love story. You, we know we got to see their emotions for each other. Like, sure, Garrett's a fucking turd, but <laughs> we can, regardless of that, we can kind of like see the love between them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we kind of understand Becca now as this Midwestern white woman <laughs> who's just looking for her little Midwestern white man. So we're like, all right, we get it. We're not shocked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that she chose Garrett. But for Rachel and Brian's love story, totally different. Yeah. In terms of her finale, mainly her finale, also the progression of their love story, but a lot, mainly their finale. Yeah. With Rachel, if we remember, if you go back and remember, her finale was almost 90 three percent focused on her breakup with peter (laughs) yeah and the whole two or three five hours was Mm -hmm. so much of peter's dates with her too Mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole Mm -hmm. lot of brian content i remember there wasn't brian didn't get a lot of screen time at all in that finale episode and so i mean Take it from us. I'm Peter is my husband. I literally call him this. I'm obviously a Peter sympathizer. <laughs> We've clowned Brian in the past, but reading Rachel's article, it kind of put into perspective that, like, the editing really steered us in this way. Mm-hmm. Like the yep. editing of the show. Like, and I'll be the first to admit, as I said, fucking love Peter, but I also know that I love him because the editing told me to love him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And, like, aside from, you know, Peter, you know, being beautiful, I said, I, one thing I liked about his character, the person, is that he was, like, a realist in this mm-hmm. world of, like, make-believe. Um, you know, during the finale, we see him breaking down. We see Peter in this tearful goodbye. We see this long, stretched-out breakup scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see essentially the dissolve of this relationship that, as viewers, we all thought was just perfect. Oh, my God. We're so invested. Yeah. So invested. And then, literally, in the next scene, Brian gets on one knee proposing. And it just, the whole thing was off because, as you said, Brian had very, very little screen time in that finale. It was a fraction of Peter's screen time. And so all you could really think was fuck Brian. Yeah. Had no choice. Yeah. That <laughs> you we really had no choice in the matter. And fuck Rachel. And right, and a lot, and, and we said fuck Rachel mm-hmm. because we were so tied, invested in Peter and this breakup and the this and the that, and so it's like you just have to, you have to question. She didn't really go into this in her article, but I was thinking this after. You have to really question why they chose to edit it in that way mm. and why we didn't really get 
insight into Brian and his development of their love, aside from like their physical, yeah, you know, connection. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer. Really? To that question. It all comes down to money. Oh. When the producers looked at Peter, they saw their the next, next bachelor. bachelor and they saw dollar signs. Yep. If Peter was the bachelor, that would have 100% been the highest rated season they ever, <sighs> ever had. Oh my God, a thousand percent. Ever had. Yeah. So they were making sure to end him on a positive note mm-hmm. in the yeah. hopes of him being the next bachelor. Yep. But they did all of that at the expense of Rachel. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Rachel, what she's saying in her in her article is they did. She didn't say all this, but they essentially threw her and her love story and her her chance of a happy ending on TV under the bus in exchange for them, you know, putting a bet on Peter being the next bachelor. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that kind of, like, mm. stood out to me. I was like, oh, shit, that really made me think a bit differently about kind of that, whole, you know, how that whole thing played out. Yeah. Um, Rachel also pointed out how, you know, on her finale, they did the whole mashup of, like, the after the final rose and the finale. Like, mm-hmm. it was all in one. They had Rachel sitting on the couch watching the finale. And then Chris Harrison, like, in real time, was asking her questions about her emotions. It was <laughs> like, awful. It was Awful. It was awful. And then we had to watch her confront Peter, who literally is painted to look like an angel who yeah. fell from heaven. <laughs> and so any response that she gave him on that couch, she immediately was looked at like a bitch. And he didn't say things that were nice to her, but we believed them so so thoroughly because of how mm-hmm. that editing played out. Like saying that somebody's gonna have a mediocre life sitting on live TV, that is rude. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's cold blooded. Like that's that's, rude, that's right. pretty bad. When you take it out, look at it. That's rude. Yeah, but we were all like, yeah, that's right. Fuck Brian. That's <laughs> fucking right, Peter. <laughs> right, because we have a camera up in his nostrils with the fucking tears dropping. He's looking all sad. No one likes to see a man cry. We nope. see this most beautiful man on earth crying. Like, <laughs> we all got duped. <laughs> we did. We did. We got duped, yo. So Rachel, this article was great. She really changed yeah. the whole thing. So she she was saying she was mad. Watching Becca's season, or Becca's ending, she was mad to see that she was denied her on-camera happy ending. Mm-hmm. And she said, quote, Becca was protected, and I was placed on display for three hours and labeled an angry black female. Whew! Oh! Mm. Speaking some truth, Rachel. Yep. Speak some truth. It's so true. Oh, my God. And she also said, quote, I think Becca said it best last night when she summed up her season. She stated, I love the fact that people can see our love story. Mm-hmm. Have you heard me talk about the biggest regret from my season? I say, I wish people could have seen the essence of my love story with Brian. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. If you read any interview with Rachel, she has said that so many times. Really? That her biggest regret or her biggest disappointment with the show is that no one has, no one got to see her love story with Brian. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We saw them making out all the time. We saw kind of like superficial stuff. Yeah. But we didn't get to see the development of their love story in the way that we saw her development with Peter, actually, which is why we were also Mm -hmm. devastated when she broke up with Peter. Mm -hmm. And so, really good article. Y'all go check it out. It really made me rethink just, like, everything about just the whole ending of that season. 
and I mean, I still love Peter to death, but now I know that my love was orchestrated by the fucking puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> Damn bachelor producers got me, y'all. You know what it also made me think about? How mm-hmm. much we can distort the media that we choose to absorb. Because when I was mm. reading that, and she was like, yeah, we can understand how Becca picked Garrett. I was like, girl, who is we? Because everybody on my Twitter was outraged. Hella confused. (laughs) So, but her being someone who, A, has to work and is working this 15 minutes of fame into a solid 30. And I absolutely love it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then B is really on the front lines of the media, like taking in all of the shit and taking every single bomb from Mm -hmm. every different type of viewer on the show we only follow and pay attention to certain types of people basically because we have the option to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and she doesn't have that option and so right so i can see how she can fire from everybody yep, everybody so her from her perspective most people can totally see becca and garrett working and they understood it the night of mm-hmm. when in our reality that's not what happened so for her to take all those bombs, I definitely understand why she went off today. Yeah, she went off, yep. and uh, yeah, that's sad. Cause yeah, watch it. I mean, she took a lot of shit for mm-hmm. Brian, mm-hmm. and we gave her a lot of shit. Sure did. <laughs> and Brian, we clown Brian to the fucking very end. <laughs> Still do Peter updates and shit. Like she took a lot of shit, and that must suck to sit on the couch with your fiance that no one can stand and you're watching Becca literally choose a MAGA walking MAGA hat and she gets like this whole beautiful edit at the end and you're like what Mm -hmm. the fuck gives so everyone go check out Rachel's uh, recap Us Weekly really really well written yeah really good perspective loved it Um, so that's the end of that we're done with Becca we're done with Bachelorette done we're moving full steam ahead. Um, so before we, still before we get to the recap, Bachelor yeah. <laughs> Paradise, just reminding y'all while we're here. Uh, quickly, let me just put out there, rate, review, subscribe, please, please, please. Mm-hmm. If you haven't done that already, that really helps us out. So please do that. Hit us up on Twitter. Our handle, the number two, BLK Girls, the number one, Rose. Or you can email, oh, and, and or, you can email us at the number two, Black Girls, the number one, Rose, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And so moving right along, we do have some church announcements. Church announcements! Church announcements! It's been a while, but we do have them. Yeah. What we got, Justine? So, we have emails, um, some really good ones this week from Michaela, um, who's just given us some love. She's from Brooklyn, so shout out to Michaela. Shout out to Brooklyn. Hey. Um, Tony and Augustine, shout out to you guys. And then we also got an email from a Lauren B. Not the Lauren B. But a different Lauren B from New Zealand. So shout out to New Zealand. Zealand. Yes. Shout out. Um, And then we got another email from a listener named Karen that I'd like to maybe go over a bit. So Karen, (laughs) Karen said that she has a hard time understanding our references um, and Mm -hmm. our like weekly. Uh, kind of awards that we give out 
Mm-hmm. So, just for reference, for Becca's season, it was the Becca You Ain't Shit Award. No, oh, no, 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 sorry. Damn, I hate her already. Damn. It was the... Just <laughs> <laughs> made that in your head right now. <laughs> sorry. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the Niggas You Ain't Shit Award. The Becca You... <laughs> Aight moment. Now, that translates to all right. If you can't understand that either. Okay? And then there's the escape to Wakanda moment. If you don't know what Wakanda is, turn this off. Yeah, we can't help you. (laughs) But she had me laughing. Karen had me laughing because she said, "Um, get me to a condo. A condo or a convent. (laughs) Karen, when I tell you I was howling, Howling, laughing. Howling. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Yep, hilarious. So, Karen, thank you for giving us the laugh. Um, It was great. And hope hope you're a little bit clearer now. Hope everybody's a little clearer. Anybody who was, you know, mistaken, I hope you guys... Mm -hmm. UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah, that'll do it. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's it for church announcements. All right. Um, so we do have some Bachelor Nation news. Yep. Um, so on another grim note. No. <laughs> Back on the soapbox, guys. God, the Bachelor used to be like fun. What happened to the fun? I don't, I don't know what it's like to have a fun Bachelor That's show. That's true. Because you started from Rachel's season when they cast a full on racist <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so you missed the days of the fun. Yeah. Got a mess. Nope. Mess and controversy. Good lord. Mm-hmm. So, uh, more controversy coming out from Becca season. We said we're done with Becca, but whatever. We still have more. Um, Leo and this sexual harassment scandal. That well, Leo's also week. Bachelor in Paradise, so that's it. True. Okay, we're segueing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, huge scandal this last week with Leah and Leo and these sexual harassment um allegations coming forward so becca martinez baby becca from ari season she shared a series of screenshots on her instagram story detailing inappropriate behavior between leo and a boatload of women (laughs) a lot of people a lot of women who basically dm'd becca with screenshots and stories of just bad experiences that they've had with leo Mm -hmm. and so just a kind of a quick rundown of what it was eight to ten women reported receiving unsolicited dick pics from him ranging from several years ago to as much as as recent as three months ago or sorry a month ago um next three women three separate women reported or told becca that um, their younger teenage sisters were hit on by him at Ew. Universal Studios where he works. And he followed slash messaged them on social media, also ranging between uh, the last several months, mm. like very recent. Um, there was a comment that he made on a woman's photo on Instagram where he said, you need my big dick. Mm-hmm. He is one. claiming that that photo was photoshopped. Oh. Although, although multiple people have come forward and like screenshotted it and said, nah, like I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> like 
this is a real thing. Um, and then four women have also reported um, just general kind of aggressive sexual behavior, either in person or over the internet, Ooh. to the point where they felt uncomfortable and had to block him or cut off contact. Oof. And that time ranges from when they were in college to, like, very, very recent. So... All of these range from, like, allegations to things that actually have, like, proof. Mm -hmm. And so either way, there's truth in this. No, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's truth somewhere in here. Um, there's no way that this is, like, a coincidence or that mm -hmm. these women want money or fame. Like, Leo ain't shit anyway, so what are they getting from, <laughs> like, no, not getting No, there's nothing, no, no gain, no. There's no gain from this. So... Where Leo dungoofed and really fucked his shit all the way up is his initial response to Becca mm -hmm. and his quote-unquote apology that he put out. So firstly, when this whole story broke and Becca was posting all this stuff and people were like, what is going on? This is crazy. Da, 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 he posted an Instagram story of him laughing and smirking and a chorus of girls in the background saying, We love you, Leo. <gasps> mm -hmm. what? That was his first address of this stuff that was happening. So imagine that. In the midst of Becca posting these, like, screenshots and all this shit, this is his response. Like, his first immediate response. That's to just laugh so off. so disgusting. Disgusting. Right. It's just laughing. Imagine if Garrett did this shit. Oh, my God. If Garrett's first response to the IG scandal was to get on him laughing. story and be like, hey, I love immigrants or like some <laughs> bullshit. Like, oh my God. <laughs> this is essentially this is what Leo did. Yeah. It's essentially what he did. Yeah. He also, so just more on his response, he also sent Becca a cease and desist and also sent several of the women cease and desist. Mm, mm, mm. And then he then attempted to, Becca said, in they had like a DM conversation going back and forth. He attempted to kind of like question, like ruin her credibility and was claiming that she was a child molester and an animal abuser. Oh. I don't know. A child she molester. She didn't go into detail on the DMs, but this is, they were having a battle in DMs and he was really coming for her, her neck. So that's just the context of the Leo shenanigans. Mm -hmm. Now, do you remember the show Best Week Ever? <laughs> no. What? No. What? On VH1? You never watched that? Best Week I Ever? And then they had like Best it. Year Ever. It was a weekly show where they literally recapped pop culture for the week. Oh. And then at the end, they're like, who had the best week ever? And it could be like Justin Bieber for his new like oh. video or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So anyways... In that same vein, I have to say that men, as an entire species, are having the worst year ever. The worst. <laughs> the worst. Garbage. We literally have a garbage pail as a president uh -huh. who verbatim said that he grabs women by the pussy. Oh, yeah. Sexual because abuser. he can. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Admitted sexual abuser. Like, this is the world. This is the country that we live in. Mm -hmm. And here's my thing, which can be a little, this can be a little, I don't want to say controversial, but maybe not everyone agrees with this, but whatever. I firmly believe that almost every man walking on this earth has an experience where they disrespected a woman in some Aww. way. From catcalling to sending like inappropriate texts 
to even something like what we would say, quote unquote, innocent. I'm standing in a bar, minding my business, and some guy kind of just like grabs my hip. And for him, that's innocent. But for me, you're touching my hip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I'm, th- I'm thinking like very casual kind of moments that we kind of like would be deemed as innocent, but happen. Yeah. And so as women, I feel like we've been socialized to let a lot of shit go, mm-hmm. let a lot of things slide, which is why I say men, I feel like a, most men on this earth have done something that was disrespectful to a woman. Mm-hmm. And so we've been conditioned to kind of let things slide. Anything that, you know, makes us uncomfortable with a guy, we don't always speak on it to the point where guys don't even know half of the shit that we go through. Yeah. (laughs) Or half of the shit that we've had to encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there are so many men walking on this earth, like Leo, who probably right now in 2018 with this hashtag MeToo movement, you know, they're viewing us as just a bunch of you know, oversensitive women who yep. just need to chill out, mm-hmm. how, and I've heard this, like, narrative, men are like, I don't, I don't even know what, to, what I'm allowed to do anymore, like, mm-hmm. I'm afraid, like, what am I even allowed to stay to, you know, they might cry rape, or blah, 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 and it's like, what I think is so great about this movement, and this whole scandal with Becca, as messy as it is, as, like, <laughs> very informal as it is, it's like Instagram <laughs> DMs, like, screenshot, like, this shit's a mess, is that we're exposing the levels of sexual harassment that as women we just put up with a lot Mm -hmm. and it's not acceptable and it's not fair that only rape is taken seriously by men. Mm, Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I personally, I'm very sensitive to bullshit with men. I have a very low tolerance for just men in general (laughs) from (laughs) cat call. Catcalling on the street, like I, I hate that shit. You know, people laugh off dick pics and things. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff really fucking irks me, mm. like to my core. And I don't think that we should be accused, or Becca should be accused, or whatever, of being too sensitive. You motherfuckers need to stop harassing our existence. Yeah. Act like you've been raised by a woman. Or a, someone, a parent or guardian with some type of moral compass. <laughs> parent or guardian. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody. And so, like, what makes what makes it interesting about reality TV is now you have these men who are taking a huge risk by going on national television, mm-hmm. opening up their world, opening up their lives, potentially to scrutiny, to, you know, America back home, all the internet trolls who are literally for a living just trying to find any evidence or of not being even. a racist. They sit in there at their little job, they have a computer and free Wi-Fi, and they're going to sit there and get to typing because mm-hmm. they don't have a project this week. And next <laughs> thing you know, they found your uh, court documents. Right. Your court documents or your old dusty tweets or your old <laughs> photos from <laughs> college where you your did some sexist tweets. shit. Yeah. And so one would think... Like, if, I, if you knew that you had some skeletons in your closet or things to hide, then, like, why go on television? But what's disturbing about all of this is that these guys, like, Leo, Garrett, mm-hmm. Lincoln, I don't know what the Lincoln no, fuck is thinking going on television. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys have no self-awareness and live so squarely in their white privilege and their male privilege mm-hmm. that they have no awareness of the trash bags that they are. Yeah, they don't consider it, like, a, a a danger. No. Yeah. 
They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, what? Some girl from college is saying that I, like, touched her once inappropriately? Oh, please. Like, that's so, like, yeah. so, like, they just brush that shit off. And it's like, no, all of this gets to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. And so it just shows, like, the producers of the show, they have a tough job in casting. Yeah. Moving forward, casting, like, squeaky clean guys because most men out here ain't squeaky clean. I know. Well, and I think also going back to what you said about rape, I think that's why rape culture is what it is and why it has the name that it has. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that people pay attention. Because mm-hmm. otherwise people, people, well, it's proven, people do not pay attention to the term sexual harassment. No. That to them is like, whatever. Yeah. That's like, like a little HR discrepancy. Exactly. Like, but no, it's, if it runs the gamut of stuff that is women that we deal mm-hmm. with. But for men mostly, and like with the way that Leo um, reacted, yeah. kind of just like scoffing, it's like that same mindset that I think a lot of guys have is that they take rape seriously. Mm-hmm. No one wants to be accused of being a rapist. But when I come forward with a story of some bullshit that you did to me in college, I don't get a voice. You know what I mean? And they laugh it off and then also try to villainize Becca. Right. Which is completely insane. First of all, Becca M. lives in her villain lifestyle, okay? And you should never <laughs> fuck with her ever in your life. So that's mm-hmm. first off. She don't care who you are. And then secondly, mm-hmm. you are the one who made all these women uncomfortable, so you are the villain. You cannot turn that around on somebody else. Nope. So that's a nice segue into Leo's apology. Oh, jeez. Which has got to be probably one of the worst apologies of this kind Wow. yet <laughs> so in combination with his snarky ass instagram stories a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help, from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's better help. H E L P dot com slash two B G one R. Sending all these women cease and desist, having this battle with Beck in the DMs. We get this apology. After all after you did all that, <laughs> we get this whack ass apology. So he said, quote, there have been some recent stories about me that I've gar- that have garnered attention. I want to address them. I want to start by saying no one has ever accused me of sexual harassment. No one has ever mm-hmm. come to me in any way and told me I made them feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, but the tone is already off. Right. You already coming in blaming people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> already off. Right. It's not my fault. Nobody said I was a sexual abuser back to yeah. me. No. Back to my dick right. pic that was unwarranted. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, he goes on. However, I am not a perfect person. No, I ever claimed to be. Did I do some things in college that I would be embarrassed about now? Absolutely. Was I part of my culture, the times, movies? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. The culture. Here the we time. fucking go. Movies. <laughs> oh my god. This is the same. This is like the easiest out. I've seen both white people use this kind of excuse when they're talking. Yeah. This is, I'm not trying to. This is going to get deep, but I'm not trying to relate Leo to slavery, but I've heard oh, this. Dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I've boy. heard this same narrative when people talk about slavery. They're like, well. You know, those people were part of the times. It was part of the oh, culture to own slaves. Yes. Yeah. It was part of the culture. And it's like, no, owning human beings is just wrong. Yeah. Like, why do you need to be? No. Why do I need to tell you? <laughs> or like, uh, they get an out because it was part of their southern culture. Like, fuck that. Yeah. It's also the same argument that I've seen guys use during, um, like, every year there's always like a frat that oh, like, my God. one of their pledges fucking gets murdered because yeah. they made him chug eight bottles of vodka or whatever <laughs> and they're like it's the culture of binge drinking in frat society whatever whatever <laughs> so here he comes with his culture argument he says again i have grown as a person since college i'm not the man i was two years ago let alone let alone 14 years ago that comment that he made talking about take my big dick that was like three months ago <laughs> So, what so, we talking about here? Are you any different? So, have you grown in three months? What's going on? And then ends it. It's important for women to speak out if they feel uncomfortable or harassed. I support that. If there's anyone I made feel uncomfortable, why not come to me? Question mark. I would love an opportunity to right my wrongs and to speak to any woman that wants to tell me I made them uncomfortable. I want to take this opportunity to better myself. Blah 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 blah. Wow. That's got to be one of the worst apologies I've ever come across. That's really, really bad. I would have rather him just say, like, fuck you. I'm going to keep sending dick pics. Yeah. Just own your creepiness then. I would almost rather prefer that than this insulting ass misogynistic fuckboy apology. Yeah. Just be a predator. Just just be out here. Just live in your predator truth. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because that was, every single part of that was wrong. Every from sentence to sentence, yeah, everything was <laughs> incorrect. Wrong. First of all, no woman is going to come back to you and say you make me uncomfortable. Why don't you know that that is an uncomfortable situation to put a woman in? Yeah. And why do you need to be taught every step of the way? Right. <laughs> and I mean, I also this is getting really deep, but 
I think men just have different relationships with their sexual organs than women do. Mm-hmm. So if a woman were to send Leo an unsolicited naked picture, he wouldn't be like, whoa, this is like, she's doing a lot. He'd be like, oh, who is this again? And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> be into it. So I think he, the fact that he just can't um, even put himself in the shoes of any of the women that he has made feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. is just so blatantly... Uh, misogynistic, as you said, and terrible. Wow, Leo. Wow. And we'll see you in paradise. I was about to say, we're going to see him in fucking paradise. <laughs> Shit. We're going to get to the recap right now, actually. Yeah. He's not in paradise yet, but he's a coming. Mm-hmm. And now we have a whole season similar to watching Garrett being uncomfortable the whole season. Now we have to sit here and watch fucking Leo mm-hmm. be uncomfortable. Great. All right, let's get into the recap. Yeah, let's go. 45 <laughs> minutes in. All right. Smooth. <laughs> hour into the you gotta put the timestamps on this one too <laughs> all right bachelor in paradise yeah bachelor in paradise get to let's it let's do this so we open up so the one thing about bachelor in paradise is that there are success stories from paradise okay you have evan and carly they are married with a child wow mm-hmm. huh. and they were like an unlikely love match too because evan was like fucking awkward and like a nerd probably was not checking for him at all <laughs> and then they went on a date and then she like fell in love with him Aww. it was very cute we have jade and tanner they're like bachelor royalty now they met on paradise also married with a baby okay um and then there's been a bunch of other like engagements and things a lot of shit has broken up but there's been some more success from this here franchise than from bachelor and bachelor like combined <laughs> almost so we're in mexico mm-hmm Chris Harrison, you know, he said we're here for the Bachelor TV event. We've all been waiting for all year long, is what he said. <laughs> this man only speaks in hyperbole. Yeah, that's it. Just That's it. Always over the top. So then he says, okay, let's ha- take a look at who we have in Paradise. So first person we see, Kendall mm-hmm. from Ari season. Still with her taxidermy, still with the ukulele. I forgot about that damn ukulele. I forgot about the ukulele, too. Still quirky. She's trying yeah. to, I guess, show another side to her is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. We got Kenny. Yay! Who is 36. Nice. That's like grandpa status in this world. Get out of here. He's the best. <laughs> He's my favorite one. Kenny is great. Um, we saw, you know, that Rachel sent him home. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, a great father to his daughter, who's 11 now. Because he was claiming you this know, I thought she was in college. He was claiming this poor little baby was, ele- was 18 or whatever you were saying on the Facebook Live. <laughs> she is 11. This baby girl is 11 years 11 old. 11 years old. We have Kevin, 34, Bachelor Winter Games and from Bachelor Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, so remember from Winter Games, he had a little relationship with Ashley I. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, yeah. and afterwards, they let they yeah. won pair they won Winter Games, and then we're in a relationship afterwards. Well, he dropped a bomb that Ashley cheated on him with Jared. That's wild. We did not know that. But you know, I was sopping it up. I was like, I knew that damn Ashley. I knew she was wrong. <laughs> I knew it. Apparently, she made out with Jared or whatever mm-hmm. when her and Kevin were still technically still together. Dating, yeah. And now we know that Ashley and Jared engaged and all that jazz. So, um, but Kevin is here and he's excited to meet Crystal, mm-hmm. who's next up. 
and she's still being crystal still out here her fitness whatever mm-hmm. still claiming she's wife material and that she knows what she wants she literally sound the same from rc's like the same little things that she says about herself she was saying again i know yeah she hasn't changed at all i don't know no where's the growth well her voice her voice changed voice changed yeah. yes we, we heard her real voice yeah. actually Next was Chris R. Gospel Chris. He is ready to redeem himself mm-hmm. in paradise. And he's now referring himself to, I missed this, but something about a goose? No, you didn't miss anything because that's all he kept saying. He's like, I'm a silly goose. And then next thing you know, he's riding a, a blow up goose around. And now, and his like occupation under his name is written goose. What? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Paradise is, like, way more campy than The Bachelor. You know, Bachelor, they have, like, chicken enthusiasts, yes. whatever stuff. Yeah. In Paradise, everybody has, like, a character of some sort. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. It said goose. Oh, wow. which I needed more of an explanation on that, because I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we have David, who's claiming to be 26. <laughs> no. We know. This is some Benjamin Button shit, and this nigga is, like, 11. <laughs> fucking young he is still living at home with his mother oh my god still living at home with mama and like getting he's pampered getting pampered cooked meals mm-hmm. doing his laundry he said quote unfortunately i can't marry my mom yo you know so I, i'm going to paradise I, I, I had to walk out the room i had to get myself a snack i was like yeah. i can't i'm gonna die no this is some weird shit <sighs> So he's in paradise, even though nobody asked for him. Um, and then obviously next in the reel was Jordan, Jordan his arch nemesis, mm-hmm. who's still out here claiming to be a professional model. And he, this is very shocking. He said that he was excited for Annalise. I know, yeah. I didn't see that coming. And he called Annalise a ray of sunshine, which is probably the last like yeah explanation for Annalise yeah right who is ray of sunshine this girl's crying all the time and is in fear of everything Mm -hmm. she's very grim there's no (laughs) positive not much positivity (laughs) it's a lot of like upsetness and pessimism like um so we meet Annalise we kind of recap her bumper car trauma her fear of dogs all that jazz about how she explained the bumper car trauma and laughed again oh my god (laughs) I laughed once again oh so funny Mm -hmm. so she's here she's cute I I mean I like her she's fine Ray of Sunshine I wouldn't say that um after Annalise we have our girl Bibiana yeah Bibs um, they showed her mic drop moment with Crystal, mm-hmm. so reminding us that she had some drama there. Um, remember, she was also on Winter Games, where she dated yep. Jordan, the guy from New Zealand. They mm-hmm. had a breakup. Um, so she's been through some stuff. She's here trying to find love. She is ready to put on these bikinis. So ready. She had me dying. She said, I'm about to kill them with my booty. <laughs> she said, if my ass is blurred out, that means I'm doing something right. Oh. God. She was ready to turn up. She's about to be the bad bitch of uh, yeah. bad bitch of Mexico. I mean, yeah, she's Miami girl. It makes sense. Miami girl, and I'm here for it. Right after Bibiana was Wills. Wills is here. Got his cornrows. Mm-hmm. Cornrows in. He is saying that he's more loud and energetic and more fun than the image that we saw on Aww. The Bachelorette. <laughs> so he's saying he's going to show more of that side. 
We'll see if any of those scenes make the editing room floor because <laughs> not expecting to see much of any of you uh, brown folks. Nope. But we'll see. Um, Tia next. Tia is still 26 years old. <laughs> was she not 26 on Ari's season? Yeah, she was. When's her birthday? Somebody, what is going somebody on? let us know when her birthday is. It's the same with Dean. Remember, Dean was 25. Yo, Dean for like was 25 years. <laughs> from Rachel's season until Winter Games. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, when do these people age? So she's here. She, again, she lives in Arkansas. Ain't nobody in Arkansas. Nope. So she's ready to find love. We recapped her whole thing with Colton again mm-hmm. and how she still has feelings for Colton and she's here for Colton and Colton, Colton, Colton. Did you see her America bathing suit? Oh, in the opening yes. with the cowboy boots. Oh, and cowboy boots too? Oh she's my God, I didn't see the cowboy boots, boots yeah. at the bottom. Oh yep. my god. Living in her Arkansas troops. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we meet a, l- a couple of the people, then everyone's arriving to the beach. Tia's the first to come. Um, then Eric, your boy Eric, mm-hmm. your husband, mm-hmm. baby dad. Doing a lot of good shimmies. Doing some shimmies. He's turned all the he way is, up. He is, I love it. <laughs> so excited. He's, he's just extra hyped to be in paradise. Yeah. I feel like. He feels like he has more of a chance here, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I think he, uh, he he's excited for that, that he'll be sticking around longer than O'Day. <laughs> um, next, Kendall arrived, and then Jordan, who Tia and Kendall had already met Jordan from the spa date. Oh, right. On yeah. Becca's season. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny to see how, like, who knows each other, who's met before. Right? Who's, like, clearly who... been in, like, the dime or yeah, whatever. And that's another thing that comes up in Paradise is a lot of these people, they have relationships outside the mm-hmm. show. And so that carries into the show. Yeah, yeah. And so you kind of hear, like, things, oh, so back in, like, Mexico, I mean, back in New York one weekend we hooked up. Yeah. And you're like, what? And you hear kind of those stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Bibiana shows up. Jordan, surprisingly, I didn't know, he, he surprised me with his choices of who he's into. He said he's into Bibiana. Mm-hmm. He's totally into her look. And, you know, she's kind of feeling him out. Um, and then Joe, grocery store Joe. Oh, my God. How he walked up to Chris Harrison was so oh cute. My God. He just shook his hand and was like, I know, Twitter, it blew up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and did you hear what he said to Chris? He said, nice to meet you. <laughs> I think that was the first time they literally met. Ever met. That's so funny. Ever met. Yeah. Because this is filmed before Final Rose, where he, like, sat on the couch. Right. Before Men Tell All, yeah. where he sat on the couch and, like, met him, met him. So this is actually the first time he met, because he went home night one. Mm-hmm. As much as we all talk about grocery store Joe, he was there for one <laughs> night. Like, this is huge. <laughs> so he comes, obviously he hits the beach. All the girls are already intrigued by him. Yep. He's gorgeous. They don't understand how he went home so early. Agreed. His smile is just blinding everyone mm-hmm. here. Um, Wills shows up. Wills meets Wells, the bartender. <laughs> that was a weird little moment. Yeah, they made it weird. Very weird. Um, Chelsea, single mother mm-hmm. from Ari season, shows up. Eric is into her a bit. Love it. Um, and then people, you know, start to couple off mm-hmm. a little bit. Now that's, you know, the couples are starting. So, Kendall and Joe mm-hmm. go off and have a little moment. They are talking about picnicking in cemeteries. In the cemetery. This girl, like, what kind of witchcraft nonsense is she doing 
in LA. I don't know. How did she get into this? Her sister doesn't seem like this. Her sister seems like she's in space and the galaxy and the planets and numerology and, and Mercury and retrograde, and crystals, all yeah. the rest of that. Mm-hmm. How did you mm-hmm. get into picnics at the cemetery? She has a lot of quirks, a lot of little oh quirks gosh, to her. But I feel like she re- she reveals these quirks early mm-hmm. to people so that they know where she stands yeah. and the type of person she is. Right. It is kind of like she she puts it out there to kind of like test them, throw people off, but she's like this is me. So, you trying to chow down in the cemetery or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so there Chris Kendall and Joe are kind of, you know, it's a thing that's starting to happen. Um Chris R, Gospel Chris, shows up. Tia, she's checking him out a little bit. She says something kind of, that kind of made me laugh. She said, you know, Chris is cute, but, you know, could be someone better that's coming. <laughs> Which was a very, this is very much a parallel to, like, modern online dating. Yeah. Where you go on a date with somebody or you're swiping, whatever, and, you know, he's cute, okay, but there could be another mm-hmm. one. Just, oh, just keep going. Always waiting for the next one. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. That's why we're all single, because nobody's making decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. God. So, all the girls are talking about how they're not looking forward to Crystal coming. Mm-hmm. And... Tia, she just has a gut feeling that Crystal is going to go for the guy that she wants. Or she's going to go for the guy. Crystal's going to end up in some type of love triangle with somebody. Mm-hmm. Just, they just feel it in their soul. Who shows up next? Crystal. Crystal. And these girls are hella fake. Honestly, <laughs> oh they're God. like, oh my God, it's Crystal. Oh you look so cute. Oh my god, that bathing suit's so nice. Oh my god, your hair. I love your highlights. Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're literally juxtaposing those with Tia and her confessional, just talking shit yeah, about shit. Crystal. Yep. Talk about her voice. Y'all hear her voice? That fake ass shit. Mm-hmm. She got her real voice now. <laughs> Not none of these girls are real friends. <laughs> this is some nonsense. So, um, one thing we have to remember from Ari season, Kendall and Crystal went on a two-on-one. Yes, that's right! And what happens in Paradise? Joe, during that first day, was kind of in a little, a, not two-on-one, but Crystal and Kendall both had their eyes on mm-hmm. Joe. So I'm like, it's a repeat. They were right. Crystal was going to go for one of the guys that yeah. one of them liked. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is Joe said he never watched Ari's season, so he doesn't even really know about Crystal and her crazy. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't know anyone and they're crazy. He doesn't know oh, anyone. Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, more people arriving. Kevin arrives. Nick. Nick the White Josiah is here oh, as well. Why? <laughs> I don't know. And we'll get to him later because yeah. he's a weird He's nuts. Nuts. Venmo John shows up. Um, he's just, you know, jumping for joy. Did you see his Nish- little intro where he was counting the money? Yes, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Love it. Um, Nisha shows up. When Nisha showed up, somebody in the background said, you're here? Yeah. You heard that, right? I heard that. Which, they're like I shocked mean, to see her. Valid. Valid, like... <laughs> She's not choice because she also went home night, night one and wasn't really like a fan favorite or anything. No. But I still didn't appreciate hearing that. <laughs> no, me either. You're here. Yeah. Like only the cool people make the paradise. Right. Fuck out of here. She deserves love too. Yeah, you're all there together. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Um, Angela. I don't know who the hell Angela is. She's gorgeous. I'm glad you caught her name because I was like, who the fuck is this? She kept coming on the screen. I was like, okay, girl. Yeah. I called her Anita. (laughs) Anita. I think they said she's from her next season. season. Yeah. Yeah. But also probably went home really early. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, and then Kenny shows up. Kenny. Kenny has a little chat with Chris Harrison, yeah. who asks the dumbest question I've ever heard. Kenny, does Kingsley, his daughter, does Kingsley know you're here? This is where Chris Harrison got my nigga, you ain't shit away. Nice. Nice. This is a good Just moment. for that dumb fucking question. Yeah. No, his daughter doesn't know he's here. No. She went to sleep and he slipped out in the night <laughs> and just dipped out. And now he's in paradise. <laughs> what kind of fucking question is this? This is some lazy ass hosting. I'm so mad. It is. It is. I can think of right now three other ways to ask that question. Yeah. Anyways, um, Astrid. There's mad people in paradise. I know. For night one, saying these names. There's mad people here. Astrid from next season. Um, Annalise comes. Jordan. Remember, he's all into Annalise. He's all smitten with her. Mm -hmm. Annalise is 33 years old. She ain't checking for you, Jordan. No. Isn't he 26? I think he's 25, 26. Yeah, no. Nah. No. So as much as he's in love with Annalise, she don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. he don't have a chance. Um, David shows up. David and Jordan have an awkward little handshake, um, which everyone was talking about, but I was like, what else are they supposed to do? Right. Is he supposed to just ignore him? Supposed to, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they wanted them to ignore each other. Oh. I was like, the most basic level cordial thing you can do is just a handshake and then move on. Right, that's it. Like, what What are y'all expecting? Um, and then David comes and he announces that he's the last one there. So Tia, oh. who is literally fiending for Colton, yeah. like frothing at the bits um, for Colton, is like, what the fuck is going on? Where's my man? <laughs> So Chris Harrison comes along. He kind of announces like how this all works. Um, each week they go on dates. They have date cards. Mm-hmm. Each week there's also a rose ceremony. Um, one week the girls will be giving out the roses. Another week the men will be giving out roses. Yep. So every week at least one or two people goes on. <coughs> and so every week you have to be like in a relationship or coupled up in some way, or else you're leaving. Yeah. And so today, there's ten guys and nine girls, which means all the girls are staying, mm-hmm. and one guy is going to go. So the pressure's on the guys. And I kind of like that with each week, the balance kind of, like, shifts, because, like, one week you'll see the guys, like, scrambling <laughs> to talk to any girl they can get, <laughs> saying, like, speaking just full of empty words to these girls, yeah. even literally to, like, the moments before the rose ceremony sometimes, mm-hmm. to try and get a rose. And then next week, the girls are doing the same thing. So it's kind of funny. Um, All right. So Tia, you know, I woke up and thought of Colton and just wanted to hang out with him. She's in love with him. She is in love. She's she's existing on another plane that Colton doesn't even know. He doesn't even have the map quest to get (laughs) to that plane. So it's just completely different worlds completely different version of events. You know what she reminds me of? The literal, actual stage five clinger from Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. Like the character. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Oof. Like she has it in her head. This is her man. Yeah. She's going to do anything and everything yep. and not stop talking about it until she gets it. <laughs> oh my god. Jeez. Um, and so 
you know, she's chatting with Joe. Joe's really into Tia, actually. Joe was talking to everybody on the beach. He was, actually. He's trying to stay. He's not trying to leave he's, and go back to Chicago where it's cold. Right. He's really trying to stay. He went home night one. He's trying to actually have an experience this time <laughs> around. And so he's chatting to everybody. So Tia and Joe chat. He thinks they hit it off, although he can sense that she's not over Colton. Yeah. Which everyone on the beach, all the guys have sensed that. Mm-hmm. So no one's really like checking for Tia in that way. But of course, first date card arrives. Who does it go to? Obviously Tia. Obviously Tia. Who is obviously not very happy no. because Colton isn't here and she doesn't want to go on a date and she's crying in her interview and stressing over this man. This who... moment, I thought she was gonna send herself <sighs> home and I was gonna be so happy and proud of ABC. But of course not. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. She eventually got it together, came to her senses, and chose Gospel Chris to go on the date. Out of the fucking blue. Even he was like, Out uh, of the blue. yeah. Uh, sure. You know, go on a date. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, let me go put on a shirt. With him. Like, he was, so you said, you said Chris, not Joe? Oh, oh, oh okay. Everybody's confused. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she picks uh, Chris. Joe was disappointed because he wanted to go with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, Joe gets to stay back and hang out with Kendall. Kendall. Him and Kendall go over to the day beds. They they were walking hand in hand Aww. to the day beds. Um, they're kikiing. He's putting on the moves, quote unquote. Like, it's hard to do that with Kendall. It's hard to do that with Kendall, who's just like She's talking about cemeteries and like butterflies. Cemeteries. Yeah. And then Joe, as um, I think Diggy tweeted, how Joe like he he doesn't have game. No. He doesn't need game. He exactly. just flashes a smile and he kind of just himself. Yeah. Um, and so it's just the two of them, two awkward beings, yeah. just like sitting on this daybed and like somehow it works and kind of looks cute. And eventually they had, he went in for the kiss. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It looked like a good kiss too. Yeah, it was cute. I texted you immediately like, Justine, that was such a good kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the behind the scenes of our deprived, my deprived single <laughs> ass. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so that's one little couple that's happening. Mm-hmm. Crystal and Kevin. Kevin from Bachelor Winter oh, Games, right. the Canadian. They're on a separate day bed. Um, also making yeah, out and, and having a little moment. Mm-hmm. And then Chelsea and Nick are on a separate day bed. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So Nick, as we said, drunk on Molly... Hi, he's brought some. Oh yeah, he got type of substance. He got a little some extra. <laughs> some he brought extra, some extra in his bag for a sure. A little extra something in them drinks because he is just rambling nonsense, yeah. kind of complimenting Chris uh, Chelsea and saying that he. Oh no, he didn't really. He said no. that he's into moms. Is he saying this in an interview? He's into moms yeah. and that he thinks he would be a good role model. Followed by him. Busting out in laughter because <laughs> he knew that was a bold lie. <laughs> and so him and Chelsea are on this day bed. Chelsea's not checking for him. No. She eventually looks at him and says, "I'm going to bed." She said. And she said she got sick. Oh yeah, that's right. She, she claimed she was which sick is and going the, to bed. Literally, you might as well say like you have small dick energy, and I have to leave. 
Oh God. That might as well be what she had to like. That might as well have been it. She was trying to skedaddle. Yeah. Get her ass to bed. Um, meanwhile, quick, quick, quick glimpse of Venmo John making out with Annalise. Did you see that? What? No. If you blinked, you missed it. I caught that shit though. I show caught it. My eyes are wide open for any of the POCs. And they did a quick little glimpse. Like, it was oh, like a quick shit. montage of like all the people who are making out. And I saw Venmo John and Annalise nice. having a little moment. Good for Annalise. Very happy. Very good. Yeah, good for the both mm-hmm. of them. So, meanwhile, Tia and Chris are on their date. Tia lies to Chris yeah. and says that, you know, with Colton, if something would have happened with him, it would have happened already. I'm here with you, and I'm not even thinking of him. Ooh, what a lie. Lie, and why she gets my Becky of the Week nice. award. Tia only speaks her truth when it's to her advantage. That's what I've realized. Hate to say that, and I was 100% and still still here for when she spoke to Tia about her feelings for Colton. She spoke to Becca I, about her feelings for I Sorry, when she spoke, when Tia spoke to Becca yeah. about her feelings for, for Colton, she was expressing her truth. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't help, uh, I can't knock somebody for that. for that. Yeah. Right. But she, she does this shit strategically too. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so she did that for Colton because she, she did that to Becca because she's like, I want Colton, paradise is coming, I need him there. Mm-hmm. She kinda on her two-on-one with Becca on Ari season, kinda threw Becca under the bus because she was trying to save her ass on that two-on-one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kinda spoke a little bit of her truth or whatever. But then here with Chris, she's lying. <laughs> Talk about she's over Colton, but she knows damn well she not. When she was with Ari and they had the little talk about religion, she oh dared her to Jesus under the bus. <laughs> as soon as she, oh as soon as she got an inkling of Ari not being very religious, she was like, oh, yeah. Me either. Well, I go to church sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Jesus? Yeah, he's all right. Like, <laughs> and like, this shit, this is some Becky shit. You need to speak your truth all of the time or else you look like an opportunist. Yeah. And I can't fault people for saying you ain't shit when you spoke your truth to Becca because you do this th- shit very strategically. Mm-hmm. Speak it all the time or none of the time. Right. And that's that. So her and Chris having a good conversation. They both confirmed that they're both looking for a serious relationship at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're on the same page. They leave the dinner. There's the fireworks. They, they make out. She's, you know, now head over heels for Chris and... You know, Colton who? <laughs> oh my god, that was wild. That was wild. I was like, girl, three wild. crisp hours ago, you were sitting on the beach crying because you wanted to crying. go on this date with Colton and he wasn't there. Yes, <laughs> stomping around the house, talking to anyone who would listen Anybody. to you about your Colton feelings. Yeah. And now you're talking about Colton who? Oh my god, Chris, love you. Like... So the next morning, Tia and Chris are out here. They kissing in front of yeah. people. They like a couple now, mm-hmm. like for real. Who arrives next to Paradise? Oh, you know it. Your man's. My baby daddy, yeah. Colton, arrives. So now Colton, he's talking to Chris Harrison before he even goes down. And he says, you know, I was very confused by Tia coming and yeah. saying her feelings to Becca. And he says that he's he's not necessarily here for Tia. He's here for anyone. Could be Tia. Wow. 
He's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loved yeah, everybody like, else. <laughs> oh, Lord. But that shows you kind of the different planes yeah, that these two on. are on yeah. and how their experience together, they both interpreted that weekend or whatever in like drastically different ways. Yeah. So Chris uh, Harrison, of course, gives him a day card. Mm-hmm. Of course. And Colton goes on down to the beach and meets everybody. Tia is obviously very, very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's assuming, because let's keep in mind, Tia's been running around talking about her feelings for Colton, and so everyone in their head is just, I would think, just assuming that Colton's on the same page as Tia, and that he's come here for her. Mm-hmm. I feel, well, I think so, because really? as soon as Colton came down to the beach, everyone is expecting him to go first to Tia, and he is going off and talking to the other girls. Yeah, that's what I expected to to go talk to other girls, yeah. right? That's what I'm thinking, too, because in his head, he's like, I'm here for Tia, but I'm also here for other girls. Mm-hmm. But since Tia's been on the beach, we've only heard her side. Right. And so I think everybody on the beach is expecting Colton to also have those same strong feelings for Tia. Which... So they were all shocked and pissed when he immediately goes and pulls, like, Kendall aside. They're like, wait, what? But why, logistically, would they not just work that shit out in real life and not have to go on Bachelor in Paradise? Right, like y'all meeting up in paradise. Like y'all haven't texted since the show. Like y'all, this is your first meeting together and first rehashing since Bachelorette is on paradise. Like, what the fuck is this? And so, so yeah, he comes down to the beach. He pulls Kendall aside first. Mm-hmm. Everyone's confused. Bibiana's talking to you like, girl, that door is closed. Yeah, like, she's like, no, you gotta get over it. You gotta this get is over done, it, girl. Mm-mm. Then after Kendall, Colton pulls Angela aside. Mm-hmm. They're hitting it off. And my nigga's up and down the beach scratching <laughs> everybody except Tia. And, it's, yeah, it's weird. Colton, he's not even checking for her. Mm-mm. And she's been marching around saying his name. So then suddenly, it's not even sudden. He just off rip looks like the bad guy. Yeah. And doesn't really have a chance. Right. Never had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, never had a chance. Um, so, finally, he pulls Tia aside, which definitely, I do agree with everybody. It came a little bit late. Yeah, I feel like it was a producer thing. Ma- yeah. They, they were like, just go. go to Tia. Go to this person. Go to that person. Yeah. So, finally, at like 8 o'clock at night, he like <laughs> goes and finally goes to say hi to Tia. Pulls her aside and... Invites her on the date card. Yeah. Also very confusing. Yeah. Also, I think a producer pick. I think they just also, wanted them yes. to be together on camera. So that we could yeah. see it. So we could see what Tia is talking about. Like, did she mm-hmm. get, obviously not stigmatized, but did she get, like, emotionally <laughs> attached to this man because mm-hmm. of something that he was doing to her? Was he putting some sort right. of a spell on her? Spell some sort or of, something? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? So I was kind of... As much as I was like, oh my god, this is so predictable. I really wanted to see them mm-hmm. together and, like, why she fell in love with him so hard after we yeah. yeah, I agree. It's, we're done with Tia and Colton, but at the same time, we need to see Tia and Colton. Yeah. So we can, like, get to the bottom All of, like, right. why she's so in love with this guy. With, and why is he so unattached, it seems. Like, what is this dynamic? Right. Um, so, so, yeah, he pulls Tia aside, gives her the date card. Everyone on the island is against Colton and just doesn't trust him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like how he came in and talked to all the girls. They don't like how he's handling Tia. 
Nick. Nick the White Josiah calls him a fame whore. This is where Nick gets my nigga you ain't shit award. Okay. Because as soon as Colton walked in, that was the first guy. First he person was like, yeah, bro, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in paradise. This is great, man. And, you know, maybe you were high off that. You had Molly in your butt, whatever. But <laughs> I, I still... It was like the same reaction that Kendall and... Mm-hmm. I was about to call this girl Katie. Kendall and Tia had mm, with same. Crystal. It was the same yep. thing. Like, fake. Guys, fake as hell. Come on. Come on, man. And then he was so weird with Chelsea, so I just had to give it to him for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. And so, yeah, Nick is calling Colton out. Chelsea says his only intention should be to win Tia back. Back? That back this line right here is what i'm talking about how tia has been sprouting her (laughs) when tia back colton's over here like wait what (laughs) we were never even a thing no and also he doesn't have to win shit all he has to do is flex his bicep and she is behind him like hey she's right there yeah so everybody on the island just can't stand him at this point so him and Tia go off on their dates and now Tia's on her second date in the span of like (laughs) 24 hours (laughs) she went from saying Colton ain't shit to literally the next morning she's on a jet ski with with, uh, Colton Mm -hmm. so they're reminiscing about their time together in LA and how they had the weekend and he planned everything and he cooked and they went hiking and all that jazz um, and then they discuss Becca and how he tells, he told Tia, like, I was in love with Becca. Like, this was a thing. Yeah. And Tia asks him, like, do you think that there's a chance for us? And she basically puts it all out there. Like, I don't know what it is about you, but I keep coming back to you. You are digmatizing me of some way, kind of. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand this. I'm not sure. And, like, do you think that there's a chance for us? Mm-hmm. Colton gave some wishy-washy answer. Because <laughs> he wants his options open. He wants his options. He basically was saying yes, but yeah. It was but very, you know, Anita's cute. No, what's that girl's name? Angela's cute. Anita's <laughs> <laughs> cute. Uh-huh. Typical guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on Paradise. Like, whatever. He's on Paradise and he, he can do this. Yeah. That's very true. Um, but anyways, yeah, they go jet skiing, make out on the boat, and having a good time. Back at the beach, Chris, Nick, and Jordan, who somebody coined the Goose Squad. Yeah, I don't know. They're in a corner. They look like they about to mastermind, like, jumping Colton. Yeah. The way that they <laughs> <Yes>. were... <laughs> these three fucking stooges were yeah. <laughs> up together. Like, we gotta get him. He's a fame chaser. Mm-hmm. Like, poor T. He got, he's, you know, dipping T around and da da da. And it's like, like, they literally this whole day have just been sitting here just like chatting shit about Colton yeah, and trying planning to get him off. some attack of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. I'm like, I can't wait to see what this is because it sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everybody's up in arms. And Colton returns to the beach. The guys pull him away for a talk, yep. and it will be continued next week. Did he even like drop his bags off? I feel like they gave him the date card, 
He took Tia. Tia still had her, like, morning bun in her head. And they just went on his jet skis all day. He came back at night, and then they're going to go jump him in the palm trees. <laughs> like, what is this first day? <laughs> wild. Wild. Yeah, he never. He didn't have a chance. No. He hasn't even put his bags down, and they're ready to jump his ass. Yep. The girls are ready to, like, yeah, you play Get with him. my friend. Get him. I can't wait to see what this like conf- confrontation is about to be. Because with Jordan, Gospel Chris, and Nick, who's on some other shit, like literally, Legit. what is this about to look like? It's going to be a joke. And that was the episode, everybody. Yeah. Um, they showed a preview, same tired preview they keep showing. <laughs> but there was some like other little things in there. Um, Eric and Angela, Anita, whoever. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's the girl that he's rubbing down. I love the baby it. Oil. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crystal, we see her on a date with Jordan and on a date with Kenny. Oh, yeah, Was that's right. Like that? a wrestling mm-hmm. date. Like a wrestling date of some sort. Yeah. Um, did I see correctly? Is Benoit gonna be here <gasps> in Paradise? Oh my God, could you imagine? I didn't hear his crazy accent, but maybe. I didn't see the accent, but I feel like I blinked and looked up and missed something, like some new person came, and then the next minute it was like a scene on the on the beach at night, and that person was kissing someone, and it kind of looked like Benoit. Yeah, that'd be exciting. I'm not sure. I'll be very excited if so. Um, we do see Jordan, Bibiana's ex from Winter Games. Oh, right. From Bold. New Zealand. Bold. Yeah, he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille, the social media... Why is he back? Why is he back? That's why they invited him to the mental, yeah, mental. because he was on Paradise. Yeah. So maybe Christian, the oh the yeah, guy who's the like born in Mexico, like yeah, the soccer player. Maybe he is gonna be in Paradise. Yeah, we'll maybe. see. I would like to see that. He's banging. yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then we see um, what looks like a fight that goes down. Did you notice this? A yeah, physical, physical fight. Altercation. It looks like Joe and Leo. And I am hoping for it. And I'm hoping Leo gets stomped to bits. Yeah, I hope he gets Joe. his ass whooped. Ass whooped. Yeah. And some of the girls just jump in there like, yeah, that's for yeah. those tweets you sent me and that fucking dick pic you sent me on Monday. And then, lastly, there's a whole scene of Colton bawling his eyes out. Mm-hmm. And I have a prediction on this. I feel like Colton might go home early. He might leave yeah. next week. Yep. I think whatever confrontation happens with the guys, and on top of every other girl on the island, mm-hmm. is going to come at him, and he's going to feel like attacked, and then want to go home. Like, have a little chat-to-chat with Leah, uh, not Leah, with Tia, oh. and then go home. Wow. Because also in the preview, I did see a, another, this is me doing my frame by frame okay. investigative work. Okay. It looked like a, a frame of Tia and Chris R making out in like different outfits on like another day. <laughs> so I feel like their love story continues, continues, which means Colton has to leave. Yeah, right. Colton can't be there. Yeah. And so yeah, that's my little prediction. And yeah, that's it, guys. Well, we that's... see. Wait, we see one more person oh. who I caught at the very end. I didn't realize yeah. who this was. I think it's Olivia from yes. Ari season. Yes, the black girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, whose favorite yeah. book was Fifty Shades of Grey. 
Yes, oh yeah. god. And she was like 23 or something. Yeah. Baby, like, very child. Young. Well, she can go have fun. Yeah. Find a little boyfriend yeah, exactly. for the summer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the episode, I think. That's yeah. it, yeah. That's it, y'all. We will be back next week. Next Paradise week. is upon us. Yep. Let's bring Justine over to our team, guys. Try to bring me is... back in. <laughs> you liked it. You had fun. I didn't. But you know what? <laughs> I... <laughs> but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Cause... I think it's going to be good. It's going to be mess- messy as hell and get good, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as always, guys, please rate, review, subscribe. If you like what you hear, please, 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 please mm-hmm. leave us a review. Um, hit us up on Twitter, email, Facebook. The number two, our Twitter handle, who am I saying? Is the number two BLK girls, the number one rose. And our email is the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. And same with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And see you next week. Paradise Part 2. See you next week, guys. Later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.